All right. Welcome in. Episode two of Bird Droppings. I'm your host, Carter Bird. And today, I want to talk about the laughing stock of Major League Baseball. And that is the Cincinnati Reds. They're 3-22 and 22 right now. 25 games played. They've won three, and two of those were in the first four against the Braves, you know, defending World Series champions. They've lost 20 of their last 21. They're on pace for the worst record in the history of Major League Baseball, and it's not close. Right now, they're on pace for a final record of 19-143. and That's 17 games worse than the worst record of all time. This team can't do anything right. They're 29th in batting average. They're 30th in on-base percentage. They're 29th in slugging percentage. They're 30th in in OPS, on-base plus slug. They barely make it above the Mendoza line as a team. They have the highest strikeout percentage in all of Major League Baseball at 26.5%. They are minus 87 runs in run differential to this point in the season. That's last in Major League Baseball by 48 runs. More than double. They have have a face of the franchise who's been there for years. In Joey Votto. And right now, he's on the injured list with half the other roster including Jonathan India, Mike Miner, Jake Fraley, Luis Castillo. This team can't stay healthy. But if Joey Votto is healthy, it's not like he would help. He started this season batting an abysmal 122. He's slashing 122, 278, has a slugging percentage of 135, and an OPS of 413. All of that is a career worst. He's in the 8th percentile in hard hit percentage, the 2nd percentile in in expected batting average, the ninth percentile in strikeout percentage, and just the 17th percentile in average exit velocity. This is the guy who's been the anchor of your franchise for years. Six-time All-Star, one-time MVP. And now he's a shell of who he is. He's more well-known right now for what he does on TikTok than what he does on the field. And it's not like anybody else is really helping him. Kyle Farmer is hitting 222. His average exit velocity is in the 6th percentile. And he's an awful defender at shortstop. His outs above average register in the 1st percentile. That's awful. The only guy who you can say offensively who's really pulling his weight is Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham's hitting the ball hard, consistently. And it's not just hitting the ball. They aren't good at that, but they're just as bad pitching. The Reds' opponents hit 50 points higher than the league average in batting average. Their on-base percentage is 75 points higher than league average. Their slugging percentage is 109 points higher than league average. 
this team can't hit, this team can't pitch. They're bad at everything. They're last in batting F war, fangrass war, at minus 2.2. They're last in pitching F war at minus 0.6. They're 29th in outs above average at minus 10. This team is a laughing stock. They're a joke. Just the other day, we watched multiple pop-ups in a row. Two in foul territory, one in the middle of the infield. The Reds dropped all three and allowed the runner to get to first base. This team can't do anything right. Their young anchor, the guy who they dra- they spent an early draft pick on a few years ago, Hunter Green in his rookie season, he's struggling. He has an ERA of 8.71. He has a 1.89 whip. He's in the 12th percentile or less in average exit velocity against hard hit percentage, expected weighted on base average, expected ERA, expected slugging percentage, and barrel percentage. He's getting hammered out on the mound. There's not a lot of things that you can take positively from this Reds team this year. It's bad. On the mound, this team has the highest walks per nine at 5.14 in the league. They have the highest home runs per nine at 1.46. They also have the highest opponent's batting average on balls in play at 336. This team is getting absolutely crushed around the yard, and they can't score the runs to compete. But really, this team was never going to compete. That's the thing. This organization cut bait with its best players last year. They traded away Jesse Winker. They let Nick Castellanos walk in free agency to the Phillies. This team's not ready to compete. They're nowhere close. The team knows it. The fans know it. The organization knows it. The fans are upset. The fans were upset at the beginning of the season. And, you know, it doesn't seem like the organization really cares. Just listen to the Reds' president, Phil Castellini, on the Ed and Rocky show on 700 WLW at the beginning of the season. That's the bottom line. Sloney asked you about the quote, show a little faith in this, right? Yeah. And I, I saw you got right to the Colts. So you, you have people enough. who say, look, uh, faith has earned 15 years of ownership. They haven't won to the extent that we would like. And so you had my faith, but you've lost it. Why should that fan maintain trust in you? Well, where are you going to go? <laughs> Let's start there. I mean, sell but the team to who? I mean, well, that's the other thing. I mean, you want to have this debate? You know, if, if you want to look at what would you do with this team to have it be more profitable, make more money, compete more in the current economic system that this game exists, mm-hmm. it would be to pick it up and move it somewhere else. Yeah. And so be careful what you ask for. You know, I think we're doing the best we can do with the resources well, that I, we have. I, I, we're no more pleased yeah. with the results than the right. fans. I'm not sitting here saying anybody should be. I'm not polishing any trophies in the office <laughs> yeah. right now, and that's what we're here to do. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is, and, and I do think we've had to shift the discipline. We've tried a lot of things that didn't work, uh, and they came this close to working and didn't. Uh, nobody's got to right. tell me it you didn't work. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So I think we've learned Different from those approach. things. And trust me, Nick is, is, a, is, a, he is a guy on a That's mission. A and uh, he is a bull in a china shop that has his way to do it, and that way is to grow your own, and he's doing just that. 
from that point on, the Reds have won one game. That's not the message you send your fans on the first weekend. You don't threaten them with, where where are you going to go? Sell the team to who? And you don't threaten that if you sell the team, you're going to move. That's not what you do. It's not how you... <laughs> It's not how you treat your fan base. That's horrible. Don't tell your fans, be careful what you wish for. It's not what you do. Don't compare yourselves to the Colts. Yeah, people had faith in the Colts. The Colts in the last 15 years have won the division five times and been in the playoffs ten times. The Reds have won it twice. Been in the postseason four times. These are not comparable comparable teams, comparable organizations. And right now, in Cincinnati, where you have the Bengals, Bengals young, up-and-coming, Joe Burrow, face of the team, bright future. And the Cincinnati Bearcats, where Luke Fickle has turned them into the best G5 team in the country, College college football. And the Reds showing you nothing. Absolutely nothing. Later that day, the local Cincinnati NBC station, WLWT, gave Castellini an opportunity to clarify. And it really doesn't sound much better. In a tough spot here, but some comments from earlier this morning on the radio are making their rounds on social media. I was just going to try to give you a platform to respond to kind of what you said earlier today because I think some fans are taking it the wrong way possibly or feeling like they're rubbed the wrong way. Okay, which what, what, you have to be more specific. Uh, just saying that, you know, what else are they going to do? Um, well, the, the, the answer is, are you going to abandon being a Reds fan? Are you going to abandon following this team? We haven't abandoned it. We haven't abandoned investing in the team and, and the community. So the, the, the point is, how about everybody just settle down and celebrate and cheer for the team? You can, you can hate on us all you want. We're not going anywhere. We haven't abandoned our commitment to winning and investing in this franchise and in this community. So the point is, stay tuned and be a fan. Celebrate these guys and look what they did in Atlanta and, and come out here and celebrate that today. Right. So whatever the message was heard, the, the, what I mean is stay loyal to your team and the players that give you 110% effort. You know, Phil's totally wrong here. You can't put it on the fans. If you don't put out a product that's worth fan support, if you don't invest the correct way, if you don't build it the right way, there's no reason to go watch these games. And I think you're going to see that over the course of this season. And don't throw, look at what the guys did in Atlanta. Yeah, you split a four-game series. You went 500. Since then, you've won one game. (laughs) You've lost 20. It's bad. It's ugly. And don't say that you've done a great job investing. The Reds minor league system is ranked 15th. That's average. There's a lot of good teams that are going to get better. And the Reds aren't going to get better fast enough, quick enough, or to the extent that they need to, to turn this around. I'm not asking for the Reds to win the World Series. I'm asking them to put forth some sort of effort because this is pathetic. There's no excuse 
25 games into a, an 162-game season to be the worst team in baseball by five and a half games, to be eight games out of second to last in your own division. You're 14 and a half games out of the division lead in 25 games. That's insane. That's pathetic. That's horrible. That's embarrassing. And Cincinnati doesn't deserve it. These fans don't deserve it. And to taunt them like you do on the radio, that just makes it worse. Honestly, that just that shows how this front office and this president they don't belong. They don't want to, they aren't here to really compete. The Reds have become such a joke that their own fans on their Reddit page they have a guy planning to climb the center field wall and defecate in the Toyota Tundra that sits in center field in protest. And people are all over Twitter saluting this guy. Tickets for the game are going for $8. Eight. It costs more money to go to a USFL game in Protective Stadium in downtown Birmingham that is C-level professional football. It costs more money to go to that to watch guys who you may never have even heard of than it costs to go to the Reds game tonight against the Pirates. I mean, what is this? I've, n- I've never seen this before in my life. It's on this front office to get this team competitive because I can't help but feel sorry for Reds fans. I mean, this team has a team ERA of 6.90, more than two runs worse than the next worst teams. That's awful. And the future is not bright. It certainly isn't. The Reds only have a 16.5% chance at the number one pick in 2023 because of the new draft lottery. And going forward... Teams can't receive three lottery picks in a row. So if the Reds don't try to win by 2025, their earliest pick will be seventh. This is bad. And I really don't see how it gets any better. Perhaps the most astounding stat that I found is the Cincinnati Bengals have more wins in 2022 than the the Cincinnati Reds. Let that sink in. Their football team in that city in this year, so basically January through the Super Bowl, have more wins than the baseball team has in 25 tries. That's embarrassing. This is a joke. Their baseball personalities all over Twitter are calling for Major League Baseball to step in, calling for Commissioner Manfred to do something about this. I don't know how you fix it. I don't know. But I know this group right now, this front office, is not the group to get it done. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Do you remember that scene in Moneyball where Billy Bean's daughter is worried about his job and if he, if he would have a job at the end of the, end of the season? 
Yeah, that's what needs to be happening right now for the Reds front office. Except the entire room is on fire. It's the it's the everything's fine meme. It's Troy Barnes and community walking back into the apartment and the apartment's on fire and chaos everywhere. This team went from a playoff team in 2020 to on pace by far the worst season ever. They have a chance if this losing streak continues to start a pace that would make it they win half the amount of games. Half the amount of games of the worst Major League Baseball season of all time. And that's going to be this ownership's legacy. 16 years. And nothing to show for it. Not remotely close. All right. I think that's enough on the 2022 Cincinnati Reds. At least until... They actually do set the record for worst season of all time. I want to transition to something else that's awful, something else that sucks, and that's the Madison Bumgarner situation from this past week. So Madison Bumgarner, been in the league for an extremely long time, four all-star appearances, three World Series, two silver sluggers as a pitcher, (laughs) But this year, in his age 32 season, he's pitching well. ZRA is down at 1.50 in his six starts. And then this week, on Wednesday, he makes a start at Miami against the Marlins. And in the first inning, he gives up a solo home run. And then final batter of the inning, he thinks he has the guy struck out. He doesn't get the call. He gets the guy to fly out to end the inning. As he's walking off the mound, he says something to the home plate umpire. He says, that should have been a strikeout or something along those lines. And he comes off the field toward the dugout, and the first base umpire, who last year, last year, Major League Baseball instituted these checks for foreign substances after innings. So Bumgarner goes to get his hand checked. And the first base umpire, Dan Bellino, proceeds to weirdly and awkwardly, for an extended amount of time, massage his hand. And is not checking his hand. He's not looking down at the hand. He's staring right at Bumgarner, who is actually looking down at his own hand. The Bali Sports Arizona broadcast compared Eliezer Hernandez, the Marlins starting pitcher, his foreign su- substance check when when he came out after the first inning. And it was literally the third base umpire just quickly drags two fingers across his palm, no foreign, no foreign substance, He's good to go. But Dan Bellino is over here massaging Bumgarner's hand for 10 seconds (laughs) and just staring, giving a death glare at Bumgarner. And Bumgarner finally looks up at him because he's like, why is this taking so long? And asks him, like, if he had something to say, and then he does throw out 
<laughs> an expletive in there. Um, and Bellino tosses him after one inning. That's so bogus. That's that's you're trying to be a macho man. You're trying you're trying to protect the home plate umpire way more than you ever should. Like the guy said, hey, it should have been a strikeout. Okay. Be like, hey, zip it, man. Like, let it go. You're out of the inning. But no. You proceed to death glare at him. And Bumgarner. Bumgarner's a pretty confrontational guy. So when he gets tossed, he launches into a tirade of expletives and having to be hold, held back by teammates. I mean, it's he was he was hot. He was angry, and he had every right to be. And the team the team should have been more upset too, because by by trying to be some big tough guy. Dan Bellino hurts the Diamondbacks, not just for that game, but as they go into the weekend, as they play the Rockies starting tonight, the Diamondbacks had to burn six more pitchers on top of Bumgarner to get out of the game. They did come back and win, and Bumgarner gave the team so much credit. But it's a, it's a situation that never, ever should have played out. It's stupid, it's bogus, and it's another example of these umpires. I mean, it's a joke. There's there's no accountability. Dan Bellino needs to be disciplined by Major League Baseball. Because people come to watch Madison Bumgarner pitch. They don't come to watch Dan Bellino throw out an ace pitcher, throw him out of the game after one inning? That's stupid. That's bogus. I mean, that's Angel Hernandez stuff. And we'll, we'll talk about that at some point, I'm sure, because Angel Hernandez is not done being a joke of an umpire in Major League Baseball. But what Dan Bellino did is Totally unacceptable. It's embarrassing, and it should never happen. It's a joke, and it's on Major League Baseball to discipline him. It's not the first time he's done stuff like this. Apparently, he has a history back to 2019 with Bumgarner. He's done a goofy, weird stare down with Jose Batista in the past. He's always been this guy that's like, super overprotective, overbearing father of his other umpires, which is weird, especially because he's not even the crew chief of that crew. But Major League Baseball has to do something about this guy drastically affecting and dictating an entire game and how it will play out. All because he's on a power trip? That's bogus. That's stupid. And that's my thoughts on that. And I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Bird Droppings. I'll be back next week with a couple more pods. Uh, I enjoyed it. I hope you uh, come back and listen. <laughs>